I'm not in competition with my homies. I'm whipping the competition in the rollers. I knew my opposition never knew me. They wouldn't be opposition if they know me. I made the proposition to my hitters. I told them to knock them down if you owe me. I just been sliding around here in the building. We moving. We got pounds in the 40s. Up, got shot down. We was whoring. My homie a op now, so we on her. I was like 16 with the mag on me. Deep in the field like it's pop on her. Where did the shit seem? Cracked on me when he got real. Try to slide on her. I made some ends. Put the guys on it. We keeping it real. Nah. And my homie is having. I put in a casket and I'm at a hand because he died on us. Just love his viewing and I told his mom every time that she cried, we gon' slide on her. I look you right there in the eye and I ain't surprised you ain't ride for us. How would you feel if you bust a mill with and they suicide on you? How would you feel when you so lit that you can't tell if the love real? If I can't tell you nothing, I tell you how I thought feel. And you ain't your stash and pay my bill. What's up, folks? It is Friday Eve, Thursday night, for those who like to keep track of the days of the week. It is also episode 108, and boy, oh boy, it is finally the playoff preview party that we've all been waiting for here, as we have a plethora of guests here. Yes, a word that I rarely use, but we got a ton of guests here tonight. Uh, Jen, of course, the first lady of co-host is with us tonight, and she's got yet another gig that she'll mention here as soon as she comes on live. We've got Al from Edge of Philly Sports. We've got Jamie down there already at Tampa Joe's. And from what we gathered so far, Jamie is staying in the building tonight to make sure that 97.5 The Fanatic gets everything kicked off tomorrow. So thanks to Jamie for being down there. We do appreciate it. And Jamie, by the way, I see you in the green room. Make sure you push the other guy just completely out. We don't need that has-been over there from uh, – from that that sports group so but anyways mike klein is down there along with jamie uh of course nick the rest of the gang is here folks something that we probably didn't believe in that was going to happen in the beginning of the season here and we are faithfully and happy to be in the playoffs against the bucks we expect at least that we know of a hundred folks coming off the plane just from Philly sports trips from phillysportstrips.com. And if you guys have not gotten your tailgate package yet, please get it. Even though we expect for the weather not to be so nice around here on Sunday, but we hope and pray that it goes away. And so the tailgates will be just fine. But again, and it's going to be a great night to talk about Eagles football. Uh, we do have Dylan, so he will bring the Tampa flavor. I'm pretty sure he's got his flags already getting ready to be raised. Nick, I saw him dancing out there in the green room as soon as we had Meek Mill, and Meek Mill will continue to be the dreams and nightmares for the Bucks. So with all that being said, folks, we hope that everyone enjoys the night as much as we do. It is episode 108. I'm Angel. This is Broad Street South. And you already know one guy that's going to be completely fired up just fresh off of another podcast he did tonight with Dylan. Here is the godfather, Mike Fuji. Wait till one week is here. Birds, Bucks, in Tampa. Ray J, let's get this action-packed party started right now. Mr. Martinez. How the hell are you? Listen, I am good. I am fired up. I can't wait. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So much going on this weekend. It's going to be just a tiresome type weekend. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen come Sunday. But tonight, we're going to talk about everything what the Eagles got going on and a former head coach that might be just up the turnpike. So we'll get into that with everybody else. And by the way, it is about, oh, I would say maybe 65 or so degrees here tonight in Tampa. 
Beautiful weather today, gorgeous weather tomorrow for the fanatic out there at Tampa Joe's in the morning. And if you are going to attend, by the way, the show tomorrow morning from 6 to 10 a.m., they will have coffee and tea, but because the bar restaurant does not open up to 11 a.m., there will not be food being served. So if you are expecting food, I'm just telling you right now, Wawa is down the street, even though it seems kind of mm-hmm. silly to say, but Wawa, Burger King, and a couple other places are down the street. So uh, coffee and tea will be available. John about- K.K. Show will be there tomorrow. What about Bloody Marys and mimosas? I mean, that's that's a nice kickoff for breakfast. Well, it is. But once again, they do not have breakfast items. So unfortunately, you will not get your Bloody Mary mimosa. Now, you want to go back at 11 o'clock and get it? By all means, you can go back I, and get it. So hey, I, I, I thought I'd take a shot and try anyway. Well, you know what? Take all the shots you want to. But unfortunately, it's not going to work this time <laughs> around. But, uh, you know, good taking shots. But anyways, listen. It is, again, Thursday night. Man, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait to get into it with everybody. And before we bring on the other two gentlemen of the show here, we want to bring on, of course, our first lady co-host by the name of Jen McGraw. Jen, how are you this evening? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. You know, we started two and five in the season, and then we were talking about flowers and whatever. And look what happened. Look what bloomed. We ended up in the playoffs, and people can say what they want about the Eagles, about how they're probably like the worst playoff team right now or whatever, but we're in the playoffs, and some other teams, uh, not going to name names or anything, <laughs> Colts, uh, Saints, <laughs> um, they're not, and we are, so that should, that should speak for itself, but I am doing fantastic. But well, that's good to hear. And also, we did hear here during the, uh, throughout the day here, you picked up yet Another job. So not only are you the Eagles columnist for Philly Sports Talk, right? Then you added on another position. So please tell the fine folks what else you're doing now. Yes. So I'm also, not only am I an Eagles columnist for Sports Talk Philly, but I'm also an Eagles columnist for the Philadelphia Sports Network. And it is a website that is branching out and doing different kinds of uh, social media and um, writing and broadcasting and things like that for all of the Philadelphia pro teams, including the Philadelphia Stars, which will be making their comeback when the USFL returns in April. Nice. Congratulations. Well deserved. Thank you. Exactly. Super, super excited. And the other gentleman, other than the one there from Tampa himself, mm. our beat <laughs> first, first, hold on, our beat writer from Clemson, the sophomore. It is Ducky. Here he is. <laughs> Ducky, what's going on tonight? Uh, nothing much. Jen, congratulations on your job. Fuji, you never fail to fire me up. Um, That's my job, brother. I, I, I just want to <laughs> say, what God we, put me on Earth for we fire came, people up. We came on the show before the Washington game, and I said, I said, hey, Aaron Rodgers to the Colts does not seem unrealistic. And now the Colts are out of the playoffs, and Chris Ballard has come out and said, I do not know who the starting quarterback is next year. So Aaron Rodgers to the Colts all of a sudden looks a little bit more attractive. And no uh, that's all I got to say. But Eagles in the playoffs, I think Tampa Bay is going to destroy them. But Eagles are in the playoffs, and that's all that matters. So. There's nowhere. Hang on to those thoughts because we are going to get into some Carson Wentz talk. So definitely hang on to that one. And I want to make sure I give the most proper greeting to our next local Tampa correspondent. Mm. And the best way to bring him on is with this little jingle. E.S. Eagles. 
Uh-huh. There he is. <laughs> guys, What's up, Dylan? Listen, listen, I feel a little outnumbered, but you guys have a fight song. But this is a real fight song. The worst fight song in history. Oh, that's, that's just music to like ladies and gentlemen. That is the worst. That is the worst. That theme when the Buccaneers came in as an expansion team back in the 70s when they wore those creamsicle uniforms. Yes. Now, just wait, hold on, because I'm going to bring everybody on here. I'm going to give you the actual real fight song because that, I don't know that, first of all, it's better enough when you go down to Ray J and you see the, the I don't know, the four-foot letters coming across the, the screen and you're sitting in the stands, B-U-C-C-C-A. It's just, it's ridiculous, but whatever. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that's okay. Good try, good try. But we have also here from Edge of Philly Sports, it is Big Al who doesn't need major introduction because he is the introduction himself. Big Al, how are you this evening? Big Al, how are you? Hello, everybody. Uh, by the way, that Buck song is terrible. <laughs> sounds like an 80s hit. It sounds like the Mickey Mouse Club theme just threw up all over the place. It was horrible. Well, Mick, Orlando's not that far from Tampa. Oh, man. It, listen, you, you land Tom Brady, you got lucky. You guys were, you were nothing until then. So uh, I'll let him have this one. Yeah, well, listen, well, we'll leave it at that because I'm trying. Let me let me bring on the, the two other hype men here because then we'll deal in there to business before we get everything underway. But from the on the road to victory, he was on us with us the last time, and he quickly did remind me before we went on air here that uh, if everybody remembers when we had the guest panel of I don't know about 25 or so folks at night, Jimmy, unfortunately, kept getting dumped, kept coming back, and so hopefully it won't tonight. But Jimmy, how are you this evening? Do all you can to get rid of me, but I'll keep coming back. I uh, just want to start off, Dylan. That was probably the most atrocious fight song I've ever heard in my life. Eagles by 10, just because of that. Uh, wow. Congratulations to you guys for adding Jen. Jen, a pleasure to meet you. Al, also a pleasure to meet you. Uh, the other guys, a pleasure to be back in the building. Thank I was you. here sure. for episode 100, but I was also here, if you remember. I remember it because I got to meet Dylan that day. It was right before that Buccaneers game. Week six, uh, we talked about the team then, you know, and a lot of people gave me a lot of hate for believing in this team, believing in Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts. And one thing I kept stressing was it's going to take time, right? We got to be exactly. patient. Development will be coming. Let's just try to stay patient. Hope we turn into a running team. Well, since that time, ladies and gentlemen, we are the number one rushing attack in the league. And the Tampa Bay Amen. Buccaneers, they're a little banged up. It's looking like some sloppy weather. That sounds like a running kind of game to me. So, I think the Eagles win this game. I'm just going to come out and say it. So, Dylan, it's a pleasure to be right under you, and you're just surrounded everywhere, man. I love every You're second. the sacrificial lamb tonight. It sure is. That's <laughs> all right, though. And coming from live at Tampa Joe's, again, don't mind the guy to write of him because it's just it doesn't matter. The man on the screen here that's coming up, the 18-game man streak himself it is the Philly sports guy. No makeup tonight, but hey, by the way, uh, many appearances on the TV. So great job by you and keep the streak going because apparently you have been the major difference, my friend, making it out there. So what's going on tonight, Jamie? How are you? I appreciate it. What's up, everybody? Uh, you know what? I, 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 I got to start off. 
Man, that song has got to be what? Old enough to be your grandfather? I mean, <laughs> were, you like, were you like 16, 17 great, years great old? Great-great-grandpa. I wasn't even alive. Worthwhile <laughs> listening to that song? Oh, my God. That made my ears bleed just hearing it. You play it. So, but anyways, we ain't here to talk about your song because you ain't going to be hearing it a lot on Sunday because we're going to be taking care of business. That's the way we do it Amen. here. Go birds. Yeah. Go <laughs> birds indeed. And uh, Julio Figueroa, of course, he reminds us, and, and Julio down here from the Tampa area as well, uh, that no one likes us and we don't care. We're from Philly. You have in Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. We don't right? care. And by the way, Dylan, just because right on the screen here, other than Julio and everybody else, listen to what an actual real fight song sounds like. Now that's the way you do it. That's not exactly that's not that much better. No, my ears were bleeding after that. The end saved it there, but that wasn't that much better than B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S or whatever that's no that's it is. No fight sounds the best one, no argument, no question. Exactly. Well, with that being said, uh, next to the Philly sports guy is also known in the Tampa area as one of the hooligans that takes care of business down there at Tampa Joe's. That being the president for the 26th year, older than the current ding dong that's behind the wheel there at the White House, is the president of Philly to South, Mike Klein. Mike, how are you this evening? Hey, guys. How's it going, man? Good. Good. How are you? Hey, I, did, I didn't want uh, my new best friend uh, to be here all by himself. I didn't know we were coming on the podcast, but I was notified of that moments ago. So I had to run out, put a rental shirt on because I didn't have my Seth Joyner with me. I loved hearing that story. You know, <laughs> they actually, he's got rental jerseys so that if you come here and either forget your jersey or you're oh. on a different team or whatever and you're going to be around Eagles fans, you they make you buy a rental. It's a that guy's awesome. Ten bucks, you get it. You get a jersey for the day. That's and that's that the way. Is, that's, that that's awesome. Hey, 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 Fuji, you're gonna like this. Uh, we, we have one set aside for uh, Angel because he hasn't been here very often. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna permanently give him his own rental. Which one? Which jersey Zach gonna be? Uh, uh, number zero. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were talking about the Tom Brady jersey in the back of his closet. Oh, no, yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I heard about that. There's no Tom Brady jersey. By the way, Jamie, now you can take him out of the picture since he decided to give me a zero there, so he'll be all right. But listen, it's all right. Listen, uh, Jamie, just make sure you take care of business down there, and uh, I will see you tomorrow down there, by the way. So uh, can't wait hey, to meet hey, you down hey, there. Angel, but, what time are you coming in the morning? Uh, Jamie's already there for me. He's camping out. He's going to put out the I tent. Know, I'm hang out. I'm, 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 about midnight. I'm, all right. Well, Michelle and I are going to be here. Are you, are you coming down for the AM broadcast? Yes. What well eight eight o'clock nine o'clock what time? Uh, probably eight o'clock. All right, I'll be here. Right, for you. I'll bring you a cookie. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate right. well, it. Love you, love you, brother. 
Yeah, I love you too there, smart guy. This ain't a phone call. This ain't a phone call. We got birds to talk about, baby. That's right. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> so uh, we already know that obviously Bruce Arians has talked about this week that it is a completely different team from what he had seen when they first took care of business, but he's not taking it so lightly this time around. So here's what Bruce Arians has to say as far as a game play action coming up for the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally different. Uh, playing with a ton of confidence. Uh, won a bunch of ball games since we played them. And, uh, you know, so once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So they're going to be fired up. They got a ton of weapons, and uh, they look pretty healthy. Um, so, yeah, it's a totally different football team than we played back there in October. You got to think about it. Obviously, Bruce Arians knows they got to take care of business on the ground. If it's going to be a wet weather game, the Eagles prefer probably the wet weather over the Bucks do because the Bucks have not played that much. The only time they did it was against the Patriots. So this team down here in Tampa is not used to wet weather. Obviously, when the summertime rolls around, it's a whole different story. But when it comes down to the fall and winter time, it's not as much here in Tampa Bay. So. To start off, and Jamie, since you're down there at Tampa Joe's, the weather that we know of so far, and we'll start the weather first, on <laughs> Sunday could be that obviously there could be a system that could move through just before kickoff, which would then make this either sloppy or terrible. And or it could be during the game. We won't know because obviously in the north it's going to be snowing, so all that crap was going this way, unfortunately, but it'll provide rain. How will this Eagles team prefer to play, whether it be in the wet weather conditions, in the windy conditions, or would they rather have it dry as they do back in Philly? I, I think that they're relishing the fact that this is going to rain. I think I think for every raindrop that falls, we got a better chance of winning this game, uh, especially with the way that we run the ball. I mean, the, the, the Bucks got a good defense. they got a good run defense, and they're going to be able to stop some of these runs. Uh, the fact that we saw we saw uh, Sanders today without anything on his hand, uh, that was promising. But I like the fact that it's going to be pouring. Right now, it's like it's like 60 degrees here. And, uh, I mean, it was so much better. That, I mean, I left it. It was like 24 degrees this morning in Philly. So come, come in here, rain. I think they're going to love it. I think it's going to be like kids playing in puddles. <laughs> That's true. And we'll see. Dave, I see you from Airline Radio LLC. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Also, Steel City Renegades will be back for the playoff uh, game themselves. Steelers, of course, are in there as well. So they'll be on there, I believe, Sunday Eagles – or, sorry, Steelers play. Sunday night. Sunday night. So they'll be on 8-15. at 6 to 8, if I remember correctly. For uh, And, Dave, you're tuning in. Just uh, <clears throat> double-correct me on that one there to make sure. But, again, as we're talking about Jalen Hurts here, we've seen – even Jen, you touched on it uh, a little bit ago when you were saying the way the Eagles has started at two and five compared to where they are now. What's been the biggest takeaway that you can see from the start that they had to where the Eagles are at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest answer I could say is they're running the ball, but not because of the fact that they're running the ball. It's because they're running the ball. So it's alleviating some of the pressure on Hertz so he's not scrambling and making uh, careless mistakes or mistakes that he's he's made earlier in the season. Um, and to, I mean, to kind of like piggyback off of that as well, a couple, many years ago, even um, quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks didn't have as much of this kind of this kind of playing. They they waited a couple years before they actually got into the game. So for Hertz to have so much pressure on his 
technically second year, technically re- rookie year, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, he's obviously dealt with a lot of pressure earlier in the season, and that's what led to those mistakes. So by him being more mobile and running, you know, running himself, as well as utilizing our running backs, has helped him a lot, helped balance up the offense and keep that pressure to a minimum for everybody. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Once again, there's there's so many different aspects when it comes to the playoffs versus the regular season. And we've seen, obviously, with Nick Sirianni, who, and, and for the most part, a lot of people didn't choose, at least for the Eagles, to be there that, that, that far down the road. There was, a, I almost want to say it was the NFL Network that I'm almost certain they chose that they only were going to win four games this season. And obviously, it's been a big turnaround for the Eagles the way we've seen it right now. So, Big I'm going to go to you here for a second. Obviously, um, Dallas Goddard is planning on coming back this week. At least that's the talk right now that he's planning on coming back, which is Jalen Hurts, one of two weapons because he loves Devontae Smith as well. How much of an impact now does Dallas make coming back into this lineup? Uh, it's huge. I mean, the difference between him and, like, Zach Hurts is he can block, he can hit, he can run after. You know, the, catch after, the yards after the catch is a big difference too. But he's a big weapon for this team who – you have, you know, Devontae Smith, he's seen big plays, big moments like this. Uh, Zach's been around a little while. He's got to work with these guys. So, I mean, Zach, Zach um, Dallas. So, he's been around a while. He's been able to work with these guys. So, that's a huge plus for them. And adding uh, the ability to block up on that line, allowing Jalen Hurts to do what he does. I mean, that line has been the core of their success right now. You know, you could say the running game, but let's be honest. Our running backs aren't world beaters, okay? By themselves, they're not world beaters. But with that line, they are gr- they're looking great, and it's allowing Jalen Hurts to grow, be confident, get a chance to get open, and then that's why he's having this cohesiveness you've seen with Dallas over the last few weeks. Hopefully it doesn't take a couple drop passes to do so in the beginning of the game. All right. Now, Jimmy, I'll turn the action over to you here with obviously Devontae Smith being weapon number two for Jalen Hurts. And we've seen the progress that he's made. Both players, by the way, playing in their first playoff game ever. And they're probably both, for the most part, like everyone else here, surprised that it actually got there in this far. And if everyone believed in everything that Nick was talking about this season, obviously it's paying off. And to me, it feels once again that it's coming down towards like the 2017 segment as we end up making a run for the Super Bowl. Now, what we love to see that, obviously, Yes, because that's and ultimately that's what everybody desires for in the beginning of the season is the actual win the Super Bowl at the end of the season. But Devontae Smith, how much does that second weapon for the Eagles pose that threat against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? Well, uh, Devontae Smith is uh, pretty phenomenal. I'm a monstrous fan of the guy. Anybody who follows me knows I wrote that article in January about why we should draft him, uh, what he would do. I was hopeful that it would maybe help some of these younger receivers, but I also thought we could, and if not this year, next year, add a free agent, veteran receiver to help these other guys. I think that'll make us well, unstoppable. But right now, in this moment, you know, when we were retooling this year, for me, it was always, this is going to take a couple years uh, to really be, which I think we're building a dynasty. And people are like, you're, you're way too far ahead of yourself. And what I said this year was, you know, I think this is a 9-10 win team, but expect the beginning of the season to start slow because of the fact that we have a young coach, a young quarterback. I mean, so many things that I thought were pretty obvious, but we added pieces that make me so freaking excited for the future. And that one is Devontae Smith. So uh, Dallas Goddard, having him in the middle is obviously monstrous, uh, but 
You've got a guy like Devontae. They just lost Richard Sherman to IR. He's now going up against, what, Sean Murphy bunting or Carlton Davis the third. That's cute. Um, he can go out and smoke any corner in the league, and I think that he's going to have his way. Uh, I loved what Janet said earlier. You know, I kind of alluded to, you know, that was the reason for our success was running the ball. And the reason I talked about running the ball was what it would do for everything else. You know, the key was alleviating the pressure we were putting on Jalen Hurts. So you hit the nail on the head with that. You know, obviously he's not throwing the ball 30 plus seven times anymore. He's not running for his life. And the guy doesn't turn the ball over much and he actually makes smart decisions, but it needed to be Nick making some smarter decisions and allowing things to open up for the other receivers. I think this is going to be the perfect game where they've got a pretty good rush defense. I think they're third in the league against the rush. I don't care. We're still number one. We've got one of the best offensive lines. You use that. Keep pounding that rock. But that opens up everything else. A guy like Devontae Smith is going to be needed in this rain possession receiver. I think it's going to come down to it. Um, you know, I alluded to the rain being a big factor. You know, they're second in yardage, but they're 26th in passing first in rushing. So that tells you, or passing their first in 26 in rushing, that just tells you that they throw the ball all the time. If it's raining, we go out, pound that rock, and then a couple play-action plays to Devontae Smith. I think that could be the game beater right there, Devontae Smith scoring the game-winning touchdown, or Dallas. So either way, I think a pass, though, from Jalen Hurts to win the game. 23-year-old, his first career playoff game, beating Tom Brady. 44 years old. Oh, my God. It would be a beautiful way to start your playoff career. And he's got a great guy in Devontae Smith to throw it to. So I'm all about it, man. That's true. Go ahead, Fooch. I was saying amen to that. That's true. And since we do have young Dylan here in the crowd and being outnumbered by the Eagles fans, but it's okay because once again, he is representing Tampa Bay. And I'm almost, I'm going to go around the board here for a second to see if uh, by any chance, does anyone, I'm going to unmute there, uh, Jamie, I, and I hate to do it today. The only reason why I'm doing it, obviously, because then we get the feedback from the inside the bar. So it makes yeah, it a little tough. Absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. I'll be better about that, too. I understand. So I want to, uh, before the young man speaks, do we want to bring up the Bucks playoff hype video? No, not at all. No, absolutely not. Yes, it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. Is it like the Falcons? I mean, I, I didn't see it. Is it even worth watching? Let's get some fair representation. Toss, toss, toss it up. Let's see it. Let's let's give it. Let's Brady, give it a Brady recorded it, by the way. All right, so that, that we gotta watch it. Yeah, it's that but it's okay because after that one, we got the real one. So I'll, I'll give it just before Young Dylan starts speaking about his team here. So let's bring up the one here. What they consider the Bucks playoff hype. On the Gulf side of Florida, Tampa Bay is home to great expectation to the Buccaneers. We didn't get here by chance. It was all part of the plan. New team, new year. Let's make sure we learn from the past, each and every single guy. Stay with it, fellas. Embrace the grind, embrace the work. Sure, we've come a long way. But now we find out just how much we have left. Because this team has already reached great heights. But we know that we can climb even higher. This time, we're not just battling our opponents. We face off against our own expectation. Everybody in here know what you're capable of. You look yourself in the mirror 
and bring what you got to the team tonight. Oh, yeah. This ain't about me. It's about us. Come on, boys. Let's go now. Our best all year. I wake up every morning. When I look in the mirror, I tell myself, you stand the fight, yes, sir. When you made this team, you made a commitment to your brother. Look around. This is for real. Huh? This is for real. No matter what happens, we're going to ride to the wheels for them. Yeah. Let's go. Make every play and everybody eats today, beat. Everybody eats, huh? Going to the inside. It's Now that's the way the Bucks are supposed to be playing. We're playing for a lot now. Everyone matters. The road to a championship begins where last season ended. Right here at home. So if you're with us, raise the flags. Here's what I'm Don't saying. Even do. Oh, yeah. Don't I'm even do. I, I, I stopped watching that. <laughs> it's just so inspirational. Don't even raise it. It looks like a commercial. By the way, 2020 World Champions, boys. When you got I, I mean, I mean, I mean, Dylan, Dylan did that really hype you up, though? Did that, did, oh, yeah. did that hype you up the way that it like, brought tears I mean, when I to my hype eyes? Video, I think of a hype video. That wasn't a hype video. That was like no, a documentary right. of the twenty. It's a commercial season. History yeah. Channel edition. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the fact that there was a plan. I, I want to see what their plan was. What bring Tom Brady in? Be yeah. win the Super Bowl. I mean, like, wow, what a plan! Genius yeah. plan you got there. Geniuses. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Let's see the Eagles one. Let's see what. Let's let's see how different it is. Is, is it the meat? It won't be any one? better in the beginning. Uh, no, it's not the Meek Mill one, although I that one is definitely the very top of the line here. I'm going to save that one for later on, but here's the one from the Eagles before we allow their Mr. Young Dylan Spaulding to speak about his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. People say to me, you did it. You got in the playoffs. You made it. So you think everything we put in this dang season was just to get in? Yeah, let's buckle up now. I'm not going to talk about how we got here. We came together, grew together, fought together. When you're in a championship fight and think you win every round, now I'm not gonna lie to y'all, you don't. But I'm proud to stand in the ring with this group of guys every damn week. Do we get the credit we deserve? Who cares? If you're a Birds fan, you know exactly who we are. Gorgeous pass by Hurts. Don't get me wrong, are we perfect? I think y'all know the answer to that. But we fight like hell. What did Coach say? We're nasty? Yeah, we are. That's us. We're nasty. I can dig that. So what'd you all come here for? You want me to get fired up, right? You want me to tell you why you should be fucking excited? Because it's the freaking playoffs. That's why. Is it the end of the fight? Hell no. Dog mentality, baby. That's a team. Next round. Press on. If you're yeah. going to do a hype video, that's the way you do the hype video. That that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I did. That was a football team. I forgot. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize Philly was still a football team. Mm. Uh, you did. Uh, you, you, knew. you knew. Was that Listen. was that a temp? Was that a temple hype video? 
No. no. Do a favor, Dylan. Go to On the Road to Victory. Check out my hype video. Dylan, I'm sorry, man. This is a losing battle for you. You tried. All right, let's try. He did. I got to give him credit, Dylan. It's all love, man. Let's hear your piece. Why are the Bucks going to win? I'll be honest. Going into this game, I. Okay. Tell him what I'll you be... told me in that debate we just had <laughs> on that other show. Well, I want to hear you. On... Okay, so so to be honest, I'll be honest. I am actually a little nervous heading into this game. I'll be honest. I think Philadelphia, and especially watching Tampa these last couple of weeks, Tampa's just struggled against speed. Like we just cannot stop speed. Like the last couple of weeks, we have actually allowed 300 yards in rushing alone in the last two weeks, which is a lot of rushing yards for a team that is third in rush defense. We're not the same team that we were when we played you guys a few weeks back in week five. We are a completely different team, especially on defense with this rush defense, just watching how they allowed so many big chunk plays with, you know, speedy players, just such as Chuba Hubbard last week with the Carolina Panthers. Braxton Berrios ran all over us a few weeks ago and getting the Jets. So this is really a different Bucks team, but Again, as you guys mentioned, Tom Brady is the GOAT, and, you know, he always knows how to lead his team into victory. And as you guys mentioned, too, with the rain, obviously the Bucs didn't have a great game earlier in the season with the New England Patriots. That was in the rain. Tom Brady, that was one of his worst games, I would say, this season that he had, even though they ended up pulling out with the victory. So definitely weather could play into a factor, and I think that could favor the Eagles just because, again, Tom Brady isn't, you know, probably – I mean, he is obviously used to the weather, but – he didn't look good this season in the weather up to this point. So it's going to be interesting to see the Buccaneers going into this game on Sunday, kind of with the weather and with all these factors, with the injuries as well. A lot of injuries on this Buck squad. But I think the veteran presence of, you know, Tom Brady, you get a guy like Leonard Fournette, who's going to be coming back on Sunday playoff. Lenny hopefully will be chugging along over against the Eagles. So I'm hopefully hoping that the Buccaneers will pull out a victory over the Eagles but I am also looking forward for a close game because I do think the Eagles could give us a run for our money. I'm going to say it's a seven point or less victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, as I said on the show before, you know, we just did all jokes aside. I mean, the Eagles since week, since two and five is Jen stayed, you know, they won the last seven out of 10 down the stretch, you know, no, no Chris Godwin, no AB. I mean, you got to you got to contain Gronk, you got to contain Brate, Mike Williams, not Mike Evans and OJ Howard. And he, yeah. honestly, this front four's got to get in Brady's face and knock him around. I mean, yeah. just beat up on him. That's how the Giants beat him. You know, two two Super Bowls. Luckily, BG got in on him back in '52, and yeah. you know, but. You know, just you got to be, you got to come play 60 minutes of smart and disciplined football. No playoff, no, uh, I'm sorry, no penalties. Just keep Brady off the field. Yep. Hey, Dylan, yeah, we saw what the Panthers did last. Nope, sorry about that. Yeah, I, just a quick, quick question for you. I, as I was listening to sports talk radio down here, which is, you know, again, something that makes my ears bleed, uh, they, they <laughs> talk more about the Eagles fans actually today than they did anything else with all the drama that's that's going around tampa bay right now what is the media spoken about it because i haven't heard much about it i know that there's like with antonio brown and just stuff that's going on now and the things that he's alleging about the tampa bay buccaneers 
I mean, that's all drama that's now you're stuck in your face right now before the playoffs. Yeah, it's definitely something that really is kind of controversial right now here in the Tampa Bay area, especially with the team as well. Having something like that with AB and the way he's handled the situation, you definitely can't just get away from it, even though you have tried to get away from it. You know, the Bucks obviously released him, though he has came out with a lot of stuff. But I think the Bucks, you know, you couldn't ask for a better two people to be on your team to lead a team like this with all the adversity that has happened these last couple of weeks. You got a guy like Tom Brady who has dealt with the adversity. He's dealt with having to deal with an Antonio Brown who got released with new England when Tom Brady was still with new England. So he's had to deal with Antonio Brown and his antics off the field. So he knows what it's like to lead the team. Obviously that season, the new England Patriots would end up losing in the first round of the playoffs. That was obviously probably mm. not due at all to AB because AB did get released earlier in the season against Miami, but in all reality, though, you got a guy like, you know, Tom Brady, who obviously can lead a team whenever. I mean, he's a guy who has basically led this team in situations like the Jets, where all this drama happens and they still go on to win that football game. And then you got a guy like Bruce Arians, who's a guy who's a no drama, no BS type of coach. I mean, he's well respected in the NFL. He's one of the top tier coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. And I think you have a guy like that who basically is a big part and a big foundation of your team as part of the coaching staff. And I think that helps as well, leading the team into this game on Sunday, even if it is going to be a tough game with all the injuries and with the drama that has gone off, on, off the field with a B, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I think last week was a nice thing for the Buccaneers, you know, having that extra week of the season and, you know, being able to get all that AB stuff out of their system, having a game under their belt. And also, you know, they weren't really great in that first half against Carolina Panthers. They really struggled, but, you know, heading into that second half, they looked really good. They started to click. They looked a lot better. There was a little bit of scare with Mike Evans, but I, I think Tampa's going to be in the right direction for the playoffs. All that AB stuff is behind them. And, uh, Guys, if the Eagles, you know, lose, there's a tomorrow morning, there's a Buccaneers, they're handing away some free stuff at the stadium. You guys can get it before, you know, you guys end up losing on Sunday. It's all free. So we'll hand you guys yes. some Buccaneers gear. Free tickets. Nobody wants to go to that game. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, no I could use some extra toilet paper. There you go. <laughs> you know, I've noticed a trend with when it kicks me off. Uh, the last time I was on, it was whenever someone – of a fan of another team started talking. I'm telling you, I'm not doing it. It's just hilarious. It's like, you know what? Don't want to hear it. No, but I One much Eagles love fan. to you, Dylan. Dylan, I can't believe you're sitting here in the midst of all these Eagles fans taking it like a champ. But uh, you're going to have to take it like a champ again Sunday when you guys lose. Can I, can I, can I defend Dylan for a quick a quick second here? I, sure, uh, I, Nick. Absolutely I, not. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> all right. I, I as a as a neutral fan and someone who doesn't bring a lot of bias, I I'm looking for three things. The first thing I'm looking for is the Tampa Bay pass rush. I think they're they're back. Vita Vea just got a fat extension. They're coming, and I'm not sure if that rush attack is going to be so high and mighty. Second thing I'm looking for, Mike Evans versus Darius Slay is going to be awesome to watch on Sunday. I mean, Darius Slay, he's I mean, he's a he's a baller. He's big play Slay. That's why his Twitter handle is that for a reason. And the third thing I'm looking for is Jalen Hurts. And in college, when he had big playoff games, he blew it. He lost to LSU. That wasn't entirely his fault, but he lost to LSU in quite a sad way. And in 2017, a young man named Tua Tungavailoa took over for him in the second half and beat Georgia to win the 2017 National Championship game. 
I'm not saying Jalen Hurts isn't clutch, but his his resume right now in in playoff moments, in big moments, is he's fallen short. And I'm very, very curious to see if Jalen Hurts is able to rise to the occasion like he has the last 10 games or if he's going to fall and he's going to have flashbacks to Tua taking over his spot and him having to transfer to OU. All right. so, is that a Brooklyn thing behind a Brooklyn Nets flag behind you? I really, I'm a, it's hard. I'm, it's a really huge, I'm a huge Nets fan. I'm a huge uh, Nets fan. Full. You got, two, you got two guys who love super teams built together. I love it. Did someone bring hey, up um, like Hertz winning, coming in and winning, right? I mean, Hertz is a winner. Uh, I talked to a bunch of people close to him before the season, and the one thing I love about the kid is he just wants to win. That's all he wants to do. So I'm very intrigued to see how he goes up against the greatest quarterback of all time in people's minds. So this is going to be awesome. Hey, um, uh, Angel. Um, actually, I want to – address a point that Dylan said before. Even though I'm a diehard Eagle fan, I've been in Tampa for 34 years, and the Buck fans and the radio programs here, I used to be very good friends with Steve Dumack on WDAE, and, um, you know, they always go back to that old, you know, oh, my God, you know, everybody doesn't root for the Bucks and they live in Tampa. That's what the Bucks need to get rid of if they really want to build their base and their customer morale. Because you could give me a thousand dollars, and I couldn't tell you ten players that play on the Bucks, and it's mm-hmm. been like that since I moved down here in '81. You know, get by that, build a base. Don't let the fans worry about who's buying whose tickets. I hear that on the radio all the time, but they just keep talking about it and talking about it, and it's like it's such a mute issue. If you want to shut people up, then fill the stadium up with your fans and keep the other guys out, just like we do in Philly, and you won't have that problem anymore. Stop crying, poor me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's absolute truth because that's the way. Hey, listen, the Tampa Bay Lightning down here, I will say that much. And that's exactly what they did. They started finally building up their fan base. Now, it, and it started before the back-to-back championships. But they started building up the fan base, at least from what I hear from uh, from the MC down here in Tampa Bay, is that when they started finally putting things together, the – away teams weren't representing as much as the home teams. So if the Lightning has figured out, which the Rays are far away from figuring that one out, only because the current mayor of St. Pete does not want to build them a brand new stadium, and then they want to become the X-Rays, which I think would be the worst thing ever in baseball. It's a whole different story for a whole different day. But listen, Eagles fans, everybody knows, they travels in numbers. Obviously, Jamie being the first one down here and, and from Philly. And the reason why he came down here, it was because with phillysportstrips.com, you guys can fly whatever game that you want to and or take that bus trip when you're going over to DCU or up there to Giant Stadium, which is basically more than Jersey because they don't even play in New York for the most part. But if you want to book your tailgate party or your tailgate event this weekend, there's still some spots available at phillysportstrips.com, the official sponsor here at Broad Street South. And we do appreciate, of course, Vince coming on with us as well. And all this has been coming into play as far as, matter of fact, let me just bring up this here so everybody can see. Come, Tom, just two days away from now, so about close to about some 48 hours from now, the official playoff pep rally out there at Tampa Joe's, my other sponsor here locally in Tampa, 9316 Anderson Road in beautiful Tampa, Florida, right outside Veterans Highway. And Jamie can testify it's right skipping a hop away from the runway at the airport. So January 15th, you guys will know it this Saturday upcoming here from 3 to 7. Not only will you have the John Kincaid show 
going from three to seven that evening. But you also have Trey Thomas in the house, so he will be there as well, making an appearance. So Trey Thomas, big deal. And uh, thanks to uh, Mark Farzetta, we have to give him the, the proper thank you for him as well and for Fuji for putting that stuff together here with Vince along with Mike Goodwin and everything going on. So uh, there's been a lot of moving parts to get everything here, but I'm excited for this weekend. And I finally get to at least puff my chest out a little bit here in Tampa as I tell everybody from here from Florida, including everybody I work with, I am not from Florida. I am from Philly. And don't ever forget it because there's choice words that I can tell you to remind you that I am not from Florida. So that being <laughs> said, I can't wait to all the festivities happening. Of course, tomorrow, once again, the John Kincaid show will be live six to 10 in the morning down there at Tampa Joe's, the beautiful bar and restaurant that it is home of Philly of the South. As you can see the other guy there next to Jamie, that really doesn't matter much for 26 years, but you know, he's there. Mike Klein, the, uh, official fan club of Broad Street South, which is Philly to South. And Mike does a good job. Michelle as well. I want to make sure I give Michelle a proper due as well. Uh, the three of us try at least put good game plans for everyone to, to put together. So obviously you can see multiple uh, invasions of every kind of sort here with Broad Street South. So uh, a lot of stuff coming up this year. Thankfully, this is one of the big ones that fell into our lap. And we're so happy that obviously the Eagles fans will be here. And Tampa, just to remind you, now they're in Tampa. Some folks will be out there in Clearwater. And Jamie, now that you're out there at uh, Tampa Joe's, I will say this much, and I was telling this to my coworkers today. When the Eagles came down here in 2018, when I moved down here, it was a year after, obviously, the Eagles had won the Super Bowl. So I ended up coming, I moved down here. Nick Foles obviously had to start because he was with the team at the time. Went to Clearwater Beach. And I will tell you this much. You could not step inches, not a foot, inches away from some hotel screaming and chanting the Eagles fight song or screaming E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. It was inches to the point where people at the beach are like, oh my God, when they're leaving, how about never? Because we're here forever, period. Even after this weekend's over and they lost that weekend, but the Eagles faithful never lost faith either that season. Didn't plan and turn out the way we wanted it with Carson Wentz, but whatever. That's a whole different story for a whole different day as well, except for a couple minutes from now, we'll get into a little bit of Carson Wentz talk. So listen, I'm just excited for obviously everybody coming down here. I hope everybody has a safe trip. We hear there is snow coming for Northeast, uh, ice cold temperatures coming as well. So for those enjoying the weather, enjoy it before you go back home, because it's going to feel a lot better down here in Tampa than it is in Philly at the moment. So everyone enjoy it. But Getting here to some other talk as we get into some Eagles as well, and I guess we'll spin it back off to Carson Wentz here. Al, I'll, I'll start off with you. A lot of people thought that, of course, Philly's always like, why do you guys pick on folks? Why do you guys always say certain things? Why are you guys so mean? So Carson Wentz was the, you know, his own pretty much, I, don't even, I guess his own enemy for the most part. He decided that he wanted to leave from Philly because he felt like it wasn't a fair shot. He felt like he needed to do things with Frank Reich. And so the Eagles, hey, they did him justice. They sent him to Indy. They come up short the last game of the season. And here we are again, as I sent a message today to Michael Tarasas, who covers the Indianapolis Colts. Once again, we hear that Carson Wentz, once now out of the Colts organization. And the easiest way to get him out of there is by $15 million. So for everything that the Eagles fan base had stated and we heard it all over the radio and everything else some people were fighting for Carson Wentz some people couldn't stand that Carson Wentz is around just as much as Ben Simmons and I, I don't even understand why the Sixers are even trying to bring him back up to, into the lineup but Carson Wentz once again thinking about going to another team at this point Al what in the world is going on with Carson Wentz 
Listen, I was uh, I was a big Carson Wentz fan for a while, and I from a pure quarterback, you know, for the most part, he he's he could have been great. This this is the problem between the ears. Uh, is is where the problem is, and a lot of people kind of go back to the the injuries and being quote unquote injury prone. But if you watch it, there's actually a line you can watch where he starts to degrade, and it's after not so much after the injury in 2017. I was in LA when he tore his ACL. I was in yeah. that game. I was at that game. I watched the game. I watched it happen. I watched him walk back, and I'm like, this doesn't look pretty. Um, and I remember sitting uh, in uh, LAX, just watch like watching depressed people wearing midnight green walk around like zombies. Um, but really, where it happened was when we won. Us winning destroyed Carson once. I hate to say it, because after that, it kept going. And then they have statues of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson. Phil, you know, they have the Philly Philly. Everybody's always chanting. Unless Carson once came back super healthy and won a Super Bowl the following year. He wasn't going to be the same because that's his mental makeup. That's right. just who he is, and it's unfortunate because I think he has the abilities to be a great quarterback. He makes some bad mistakes, and that's you know part of his game. You kind of live and you die by that. But ultimately, it just kept getting worse. It didn't get better. He kept seeing Nick Foles come back the following year, possibly to make another playoff run when everybody thought they were out, and they beat the Rams again. And then it just didn't get better. He had a good 2019 he made it into the playoffs. What happened? He got taken out quickly by the Seahawks. Cheap shot or not, it, it, it happened again. And, like, this black cloud followed him over, and then Jalen Hurts. They, they picked Jalen Hurts the second round, and I think that was – I think that was the da- – that was it. That's what put him down. Uh, he – you know, and he couldn't the, – the team was bad. That team was bad all around. Doug Peterson wasn't happy from the get-go from that season. The 2020 season was just a train wreck – wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in garbage. I mean, it was horrible for many reasons that you could, we could sit here for an hour and talk about. But that was the ultimate thing. And then he was done dirty a little bit because when they sat him down because he wasn't playing well, when you sit a quarterback down, what you're supposed to do is sit him either for that half a game or a whole game, whatever it is you're planning, but he gets a chance to go back in and play again. He never got that. So I don't blame a man for not wanting to be there after that, but I think he made his decision way before that. Agreed. Yeah, Jamie, I want to get Jamie. I want to get your opinion as well. When it happens here that with Carson Wentz, and obviously you've been out there again live at Tampa Joe's. I want to get your opinion as far as what do you think as well with Carson Wentz? Like, what is the deal? What's going on? And what is Indy going to do at this point? Because Frank Reich, you know, understandably so, stuck his neck out for Carson Wentz, but now Carson Wentz basically stomped all over Frank Reich's neck. Well, you know, he actually had a really good season and then to turn around and then all he had to do was win one or tie one game of the last two games to get in the playoffs and he couldn't do it. And he was so atrocious. And the fact that that the GM came out today and said, uh, I'm not going to stand back and and just, you know, say that he's our quarterback, that we're going to have to consider all everything that's going on. And the fact that, like I said, he, he did throw 27 touchdowns and seven picks. So he did come back a little bit to form. It's just, you know, when it mattered, it, he really did, uh, you know, squeeze. You know, they call it that hiney hole pucker. And, uh, you know, once that happened. <laughs> wait, wait, what are they called, PSG? <laughs> the hiney hole pucker, you know. That's the, I, think, the I think you're squeeze, on the wrong show. <laughs> you know, and, you know, ultimately, ultimately he couldn't oh, perform. Shit. 
and that's you know, and that and that's what I think, and that's the problem now. Now, now you've got a, a coach and a GM who's not going to give you their stamp of approval, and you already have a fragile ego. I felt that when he came back after winning the Super, after we won the Super Bowl, and he came back. Every pass he threw, he was trying to win the Super Bowl. And I thought that got into his head. And I think that right when he thought he had the team again, that's when they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. You know, so I think that he's got this real fragile ego and it got affected. And he was getting quicksand for the last two games. And now, now he's, you know, it looks like he's going to wind up with his third team in three years. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, Jimmy, I want to get to you, but Jen, I'll go to you first before I get to Jimmy here because I, I know he's going to, you know, play abracadabra and poof, gone, and then come yep. back. So, Jimmy, give me a second. Jen, I want to get your take here as far as when it comes to Carson West's situation. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation because, I mean, I, like so many other Eagles fans, in 2017, I was a huge Wentz person. Um, even when he got injured, I was like, oh, my God, like, we have this backup coming in. Like, we're not going to win the Super Bowl, like, with this. Uh, ironic, but um, it like I was I was a huge a huge Wentz fan. Even after we won the Super Bowl and came back, I was always trying to root for him because you know it's not easy. I mean, as somebody who's a huge like mental health advocate and things, I know that really took a toll on his mental health and just like doubting himself and second guessing himself and coming back and not really progressing um, and doing well for the team. But I don't know. I it's it's a shame. It's really a shame. I. I just think that the relationship, the relationship aspect with um, Carson Wentz and Frank Reich, it just kind of came in the way of the professional kind of atmosphere that they they should have had. Yep. And, and see, as I was saying it, Harry comes back. So there he is again. <laughs> and, and so we'll get. Jim, I want to get your take. <laughs> I want to get your take before you disappear all over again. I'm not going to Carson Wentz on you, I hope, halfway through here. Um, look, uh, you know, the guy just didn't deal with adversity well. Uh, he, he said it himself in a presser. You know, he said he gave up right when he got benched in the Packers game. You know, he said that's the moment he knew his time was up in Philadelphia. So the difference between he and Hurts is, whoo, man, complete opposite. Uh, Hurts welcomes competition. He wants that battle. Uh, I had his trainer on in the offseason. He talked about how they were talking trash about how we should get Sean Watson. And they went to change the channel. He said, leave it on. He wanted to hear it, man. He embraced it. That's what uh, Philadelphia quarterback should nice. be. So, I, I mean, I was a huge Carson Wentz fan when he was an Eagle. He was an Eagle. But once he gave up on the Eagles, I gave up on him. Um, and I, I, great job, Howie, getting a first-round pick, swindling the Dolphins, Giants, Cowboys, everybody getting spanked, baby. So, yeah. three first-round picks. We got right. Devontae Smith. I mean, I'm on cloud nine right now, baby. And we got rid of him when – it looked bad already, and we knew. And as he goes away, yeah, we don't away. Know. <laughs> we'll never find out the ending. But it's okay when he comes back, we'll find out exactly what's going on with him. But uh, it was the Howie <laughs> praise. That's why they kicked him off. Once you start <laughs> praising Howie Roseman, the he, said, yeah, hey, see you later. Hey, li listen. He had said that he kept getting kicked off by the opponent team fans, and a lot of you guys have talked when he got kicked off. So a lot of you guys are Bucks fans. Low-key, oh. so I, I know. You're speaking now. Okay. You're speaking your two cents now. I mean, always said I don't even want a half hour jersey. not kicking me off, and now I'm getting kicked off like every minute. <laughs> no, I don't understand it either. 
So did you want can you uh if you wanted to finish up your point there, Jamie? <laughs> I literally was saying the last words. I said, and that's why we drafted Jalen Hurts. It, the writing was already on the wall. Carson was not dealing with Philadelphia well. Uh the pressure was on. And I, I agree with what Al had said. You know, it, it was more than just the injury. It started to go downhill there, but there were there were signs. And then when you drafted Hurts, it was that was it. It was like, oh my God. Uh and I had heard some rumblings that things were wrong. But, I mean, nobody saw that train wreck coming the way Doug was going. Carson was going. It was just like, what What just happened? So, wild. But thank God we got something out of it. Yeah, that's true. And, and speaking of Doug, the great segue into here, our next one here. Doug Peterson, obviously, is being interviewed all the way around, obviously, Chicago. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make a visit yet to the Raiders or not. But I know, obviously, he made his way down to Jacksonville and also up north to the Metro area of what's called jersey new york now there could be a possibility and from what it sounds like a lot of grumblings that the giants are really making a push for dougie p and i'm going to start out out there with jamie again live at tampa joe's uh i don't want to really i would love to see doug peterson back with the bears i think he'd be a good fit with the bears i don't want to see him with the new york giants because obviously what he wanted to run versus what uh, Fuji's best friend keeps uh, interrupting all the time there, Howie Roseman, that he doesn't want him to do. You know, I want to see exactly what's going to end up happening. But, Jamie, I want to start off with you. Uh, how much do you desire for Doug Peterson to be in the same division as us? I, I, I To be honest, I think it'll be a shame. <laughs> uh, the reason being is that, first off, the, like – you say whatever. I mean, we've gone through a number of coaches, and even with Parcells and Fossils and stuff like that, the, the Eagles have had the Giants number for the most part over the last, uh, like, 50 years. I mean, we had a really bad – I mean, we are now ahead in the head-to-head, -head, and we lost, like, the first 30 games to them. Right. So, I mean, we have really had their number. And I would hate to see his, you know, aura – get tarnished by being the Giants yeah. head coach and us beating him like that. Like if, if you're doing it in Chicago, you do it in Denver, you know, even uh, there's a, maybe even Seattle there, there's, there's those. I just, I don't see, I, I, I just don't think it's a really good fit for him up there, but I guess the money's going to talk and everything else is going to fall into place. I, like I said, I would much rather, I, I think Chicago's perfect for him. Uh, Minnesota would be okay, uh, but I, Denver, I think Denver's really his spot. Yeah. I think because there he could bring in a new quarterback, and yeah. he's not going to – he'd have a little bit more carte blanche uh, than all the other ones. I, don't, I think that you're stuck with the quarterback in Chicago. I think you're kind of stuck originally with the quarterback in New York. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a good fit for him, and I think that it will just take away from the fact that he won us the Super Bowl. PSG, think about this. Denver would be a great fit if a certain other quarterback wants to end up going there, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, of course, that, that would be an amazing thing. And they do have a rapport. I mean, yeah. they were on the same team for a while. Uh, so it's it's not something that's unrealistic to think that that could be. I, you know, I, I, just, I, I just don't – I think the Giants are a train wreck. And I think yeah. that they are far away from even becoming out of that – you know, yeah, that whirlpool that they're in right now. Uh, and it's, you know, I think that, I think whatever the Jets had, the Giants have caught it and the Jets are getting over it. And the Giants are now, get, you know, 
starting starting their fluenza, their their, their COVID of football. That's true. And and listen, I I I kind of thought also. I guess Jacksonville wouldn't be a, a bad fit, but I, you are right though, Jamie. Denver would probably be the best fit for him. Uh, I was at one point, which I I stayed throughout the year that Jacksonville was where NFLs went to basically retire. And then once they got rid of their head coach, I figured, you know what? I'm not going to say anymore. But I went back to saying it because at this point, Big Al, they're thinking about bringing Bill O'Brien out there to Jacksonville. I don't think Bill O'Brien, in my own opinion, and, and what does that matter in this world? But in my own opinion, I don't think Bill O'Brien should have another head coach position. So would that be a smart job for the Jacksonville Jaguars to bring back Bill O'Brien? Did anyone watch the national championship game? Uh, almost, once yeah. again, is it a yeah. smart move to bring back Bill O'Brien? <laughs> I mean, he almost he almost won the national championship game without his best receiver. Uh, yeah, almost. I, I think I think that's best. a ridiculous move. I, to be honest, I mean, I, I'm Brian a number of a number of uh, offers already. You know, like I figure somebody's going to pick him up pretty fast, and that would. That would be my probably first spot for Denver. I think Denver's going to grab him quick. Yeah, I think so as well. So it's just a, little, a, lot of, a lot of head coach vacancies. And Jen, obviously, I don't know what in the world. Uh, the Texas, I feel bad for Cauley. I will say that much. I think he was put into a rough situation. He was let go today. To me, it doesn't make any sense. I think that was really bad. And Dylan, I'll give the floor to you when it comes down to the Texans. But Jen, Joe Judge, I don't understand what was the whole thing of them deciding they wanted to meet and have this little powwow and everything else? I mean, no offense. You lost the team about four games into the season. Danny Dimes, I believe, is on his way out as well. But what in the world were the Giants thinking to hang on just to let Joe Judge say, oh, by the way, we're good. we decided today, go ahead and let you go. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. The only thing that I can possibly think of as a plausible answer is that the general manager or whoever wanted to keep him is an Eagles fan or a, a Washington football fan or a Dallas Cowboys fan because there's no other plausible reason for the team to keep Joe Judge. I mean, every and everybody's been talking about this lately too. Oh, that, at that last game, you're three and nine and you want to run a quarterback sneak. Yeah. What are you thinking? What? are you thinking so i don't know what was going through their minds but i definitely know that you know i guess better late than never by getting rid of him but it should have been that should have been a decision that was made way earlier into the season that's true and dylan i will i'll leave you with the Cauley and the texas because i know you have a uh also a fixation i want to say a fascination but a fixation when it comes to the texas as well so Cauley kind of surprising again with everything that was handed to him the sean watson a team basically that was falling apart and it kind of seemed to finally gain some sort of team momentum at the end of the season. I don't think he had his fair shot as well. So I'd like to get your assessment of what you believe if it was the right move or the wrong move by the Texans. I just think it was too early. I mean, it, and I know I apparently from some people, obviously, and, and I wasn't able to watch every Texans game because they weren't on TV very often. I don't get them here in Florida, but at least from what I got to see on red zone and stuff. And, and for people I heard, I guess Coley had made some decisions that were questionable throughout the season when it comes to different plays that he was run. But I mean, you look at the Texans. I mean, there was no, absolutely no expectations for this Texans team coming into this year. Deshaun Watson had all of his off field issues and they still won four games. And two of them were against, 
well, one of them was against almost, almost playoff team, and the other was against a playoff team who's the number one seed in the Tennessee Titans. They won four games this season and were the number three seed, and they also had a quarterback, Davis Mills, who was better than the number one pick in the NFL draft this year. It kind of surprises me. I think you at least had to give David Coley at least another year to see maybe what Davis Mills can do in a full season, you know, without having to worry about Tyrod Taylor in the mix as well. We saw Tyrod Taylor play a little bit this year for the Houston Texans, but I mean, the Dolphins, or excuse me, not the Dolphins, I'm looking at the schedule here real quick, but the Texans had a really not a terrible season for what the expectations were heading into the season. I mean, they beat the Chargers and the Titans, two really good football teams this season. Obviously, they did beat the Jaguars twice as well, which we all know they're the number one pick in the draft. So, I mean, the Texans, kind of surprising that they fired him, but I have a suspicion with Brian Flores now fired from Miami, do you bring Brian Flores in to try and keep Deshaun Watson in Houston? Like, I mean, that's a possibility because Brian Flores would have been the head coach if they would have traded Watson to Miami. So it's going to be interesting to see what's Houston's kind of next step going forward. Obviously, they're not going to bring Bill O'Brien back. That would be an awful decision if they do end up bringing Bill O'Brien back. I saw somebody said that could happen. I said that will be the worst decision to make. You just fired the guy a year ago. But uh, I I would be interested to see if Brian Flores ends up going to Houston because I think that could maybe try to keep Watson in Houston, even though right now they're far away from where they were a few years ago, being in the playoffs constantly in the AFC South. Yeah, no, you're right. And I'll wait for – nope, there's Jimmy. He's coming back again. Uh, I will leave. There it is. So, Jimmy, I, I want to ask you this last question here with uh, Brian Flores. I, I don't understand. That's another surprise move. That I What was Miami? It seemed like he was just, once again, just like Carly was trying to bring this, this team back, the streak that they went on from where they started to obviously where they finished up. Why did Miami choose to all of a sudden just wipe the slate clean and get rid of Brian Flores, which I thought out of that Bilicek tree – Different from the one from Green Bay, the only successful coach that's come out of uh, out of the Patriots organization. Yeah, um, and what wasn't it like a six game win streak or something there right at the end of the season they had? Um, they yeah. were very surprising so in a few games, was it? Yeah, and really like I, the couple of the games I got to watch were pretty entertaining from the fact that. What I remember at the beginning of the season was, damn, this defense fell off. They were really good the year before. Two was not developing this, that, the other thing. Um, yeah, they definitely turned it around. And I thought he did a great job uh, doing that. I don't understand why you would ever. Same with David Cauley. Um, but once again, this is kind of like the Giants. Poorly run organizations. Um, and they hold these friendships or relationships with these people. And coaches sometimes end up getting cut when it's the GM who's destroying the organization. So... Hey, you took Tua over Herbert, uh, the GM there in Miami. So, I mean, if you think he's the smarter choice than Brian Flores, uh, I think that they brought back that coach that was doing lines in the bathroom and they're all having themselves a good time because those boys are <laughs> lost out there. Uh, you guys remember who, that? <laughs> yeah. Whoever heard of an organization not firing their coach right away and bringing them down to have conversations and then firing them later in the – Later in the offseason, who would have done that? Oh, wait a minute, the Eagles. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, Super Bowl winning coach, might I add. But we'll get, that's a whole different ballgame because I hate Howie Roseman. 
Yeah, no. And listen, Big Al, just want you know that is Fuji's best friend. You cannot say that about it because he absolutely adores that man. Matter of fact, he's got a tattoo, I think, on the right cheek there, and like Harry Roseman, something or another. So whoa, he absolutely whoa, whoa, whoa. just loves him. You see it absolutely. That, is that, is that uh, you know. Real quick, just because I know I know that Howie like you know they love you guys love the bust on Howie. Howie when he had Joe when he had Joe Douglas yeah. here, he he drafted well. And then he lost Joe Douglas last year. He got he got his guy back. He got somebody who actually knows football and knows football well. And last year, I would say was a successful draft. So if I'm saying last year's a successful draft, and I think that we're only going to move forward here and be able to draft really well with the team that we have together now. That I that even when they had that little bit of fight that everybody got to see. Truth of the matter was is that that both guys, but that both their picks, both what who how we picked and who he guy wanted to pick, he wasn't that great either. So it's not like it's not like that it was you know they were both A plus picks. So, uh, but I think that we moving into next year, we're going to be doing real well. Hey, listen, I don't mean to. I, I also gotta, I gotta kind of wrap it up on our side here because they they're going to start cleaning up and such. Uh, but I wanted to just say real quick, I appreciate coming on tonight. Yeah, and Mike also says, yeah, you appreciate it. I got us winning in a rain-filled game, 22-17. 22-17. That's what I'm saying. Well, birds. Right. We win that Go game. Birds. And the funny score, missed extra points, missed two-point conversions. <laughs> Brady goes down to try to win it. And a sleigh interception ends the game. Yes. There you go. The That'd be a good one. Yes. That would be a good one. Slay the goat, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, Jamie, thanks for joining us out there at Tampa Joe's. Uh, thanks for coming again, on. Yeah, not so much for the other guy. Don't worry about him. Yeah, I'll, I'll see him whenever. So yeah, I, love I, love I love you, Angel. It's all good. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I'll see everybody who's coming out on Saturday. Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow morning too. You know, bright and shiny with uh, whatever Wawa is close by to here. I think the closest <laughs> one is in Miami or whatever, but uh, that's that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, go birds! Go birds! Go birds! Don't worry about it. Jamie, it's right down the street, so it's not that far. Right at the end of Anderson Road. So while I was right there, you'll feel just like you are at home. So no worries. That's a good thing. But listen, uh, to everyone else who tuned in tonight, we, we again, thank you. We also thank, again, Vince Rizzuto for coming on, not only as a sponsor here with Philly Sports Trips, but to reaching out for all this coming together, this big collaboration between Tampa Joe's, Hooters, the Fanatic, uh, well, Philly of the South, you know, obviously here, us at Broad Street South. So, Thank you to everyone who was able to put all this together. Of course, it will all unfold over the weekend, starting tomorrow with the live broadcast from 6 to 10 a.m. at 9316 Anderson Road out there in Tampa, Florida. Tampa Joe's, fun place to go to. Obviously, a restaurant, sports bar, so we'll see everyone out there tomorrow morning. Again, there will not be food served, so don't think there will be food served. That will start at 11 a.m., but when it comes down to coffee and tea, they will have it in the morning. So if you need some food, please grab it on the way out from Dunkin' Donuts or Burger King or down at Wawa and then bring it over to uh, Tampa Joe's. So that's the only thing they will supply. And that's just for tomorrow morning. The rest of the weekend, they'll be just fine. Only because, again, it's not a morning staff restaurant. And so, therefore, they have to make their adjustments. So with that being said, we can't thank enough for John Kincaid and Jamie. We'll see them tomorrow morning. And then we'll see them again on Saturday from 3 to 7 with their live broadcast all over again with Trey Thomas making his appearance down there in the Tampa area. So we'll see Trey Thomas and the rest of you, the Philly faithful, 
out there at Tampa Joe's. And we can't wait as we sponsor, as he sponsors us, should I say, all year round. So it's fun to finally put sponsors together to collaborate to make everything work. But for everyone tuning in tonight from overseas down here in Brazil, here stateside, we appreciate everyone for doing so. For my producer over there in the other side of the room. And, of course, we can't forget for Steel City Renegades, if you guys want to tune in on Sunday, that would be from 6 to 8. For anyone who's a Steelers fan, you can tune in to that playoff show prior to them kicking it off. Again, thanks to Philly Sports Trips and phillysportstrips.com for coming on as our newest sponsor, the Big Sarge, the Big Sarge Sports Talk Show from bigsargesports.com. You can see it on, on our website at broadstsouth.com. That's broadstreetsouth.com. You can view all the different episodes we've had from episode one now up to episode 108. And also you can download all the audio from the past shows. As well, once again, at tampajoes.com to cigars out there at Tobacconist Lounge in out there, Yard. No, not Yardborough. Good Lord. I lost the ah. town there. Good Lord. I lost. There you go. Limerick, Pennsylvania. Royersford. That's what I was thinking of. Out there in Royersford, Pennsylvania, same 250 thing. West Ridge Pike. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Soda Goose, cigargoose.com. You guys want the finest money crystals in the Delaware Valley, please reach out to cigargoose.com and find out. All the great flavors he has there. And Dylan, how old must you be in order to purchase a fine tobacco product? Uh, 16. I'm just kidding. You have to be 21. That's right. Exactly. You have to be 21 <laughs> years old. And also to Larry Gilman at LG Direct Sales Solutions. Uh, Sales Solutions. I was going to say studio because it is a studio name. But for LG, out there, LGDirect.net. And you guys need payment or credit payment solutions, meaning if your terminals are going down, reach out to Larry at lgdirect.net or you know, call him at 855-777-3863. Once again, 855-777-3863. And if I do remember, that's just about everybody. And by the way, gang, if anybody can remember the line here to this, you could probably end up winning, I don't know, I would say an imaginary jersey, but where do you get your sports gear if you had one place to get it from? Fanatics. There you go. Exactly. So officially licensed everything. If you guys need Eagles gear here, by the way, they are headquartered here in Tampa. Please go out to fanatics.com so you guys can get officially licensed everything. So everything Philly, you can find them from there. So I'll read off here the last five comments. Uh, Michelle says, go birds. Robert says, have an awesome night. Julio fly, Eagles fly on the road to victory. Uh, obviously, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, instead of the Eagles. And by the way, since you guys are here, uh, I can't remember exactly who put Oh, he's not here tonight. What is Sean? So, and Big Al, you'll probably get a, a laugh out of this. Unfortunately, when I'm looking at the board here and everything that's going on, he had up there go birds, but the emoji that was up there was an actual eagle. Here I'm thinking it's a turkey, so I screwed up and said uh, go turkeys instead of go birds. So I just figured you find that a little bit amusing. But uh, Tom, thanks for tuning in, you and Tara. Awesome show tonight. And Julio, I will see you out there on, uh, I'll see you tomorrow and hopefully again on uh, on Sunday. So everyone else, for Jen, Nick, Dylan, Fuji, our guest Jamie out there, same way with Big Al and Jimmy. And by the way, you two guys, before I let you both go, Jimmy, you go first. Make sure everyone knows exactly how to reach you and where to reach you. Uh, you can find me on the road to victory with Jimmy Smith on YouTube. I use Twitter, Facebook, all those things. You can see the handle down there. Uh, but yeah, thank you to all the fans that tuned in today. This was great. Uh, but thank you guys for having me on. It was a pleasure to meet Jen and Al, uh, Dylan and Nick. Great to be back. Uh, Fuji and Angel always got mad love for you guys. So 
Let's go. I am beyond excited about this game. And I can't stress enough how much I can't wait to punch the Buccaneers in the mouth. All Julio meant was the Bucs are about to get eagled. That's all he meant. So let's go out and smack them right in the mouth, baby. I love it. Go birds. Go birds. It's hard to follow that one up, but guys, you can check out all the love at Edge of Philly Sports at EOPSports.com. Uh, we're on all those social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things you need. Uh, great article, articles, huge team, shows every day almost, uh, podcast out every day. If you can't find it on EOPSports.com, you're not looking hard enough. Angel, I just wanted to say one thing. Sure. I want to give a special shout-out to Mark Farzetta and his guy, Josh, for hooking up the uh, – Trey Thomas appearance. Much obliged to those guys. Yes, sir. Angel, I, also, I, I also want to say one thing, too. Um, sure. Here in the Tampa area, we lost, unfortunately, the bullpen catcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. Current bullpen catcher, Gene Ramirez, unfortunately, uh, passed away yesterday. And I just wanted to send my condolences out to him. He unfortunately passed away. He actually committed suicide. And I just yeah. wanted to say for everybody, if you need help, get it, because I think it's very important. I thought this would be a very important thing to bring up because – you know, I think if you need help, you should be able to get help. And it's really unfortunate that he passed away and only 28 years old, very young. And yeah. uh, we lost a really good man here in the Tampa Bay area, and he's going to be missed. So hopefully the Rays do something really cool on opening day for his honor. That's See, true. Dylan, you're a Bucks fan, but I still love you. And it's for stuff Thank like you. that, man. Um, that's terrible. Awesome. I almost passed away at 30. Um, I, I'm a very big advocate for mental health. And at the end of every show, I always say, you know, if you want to reach out, please do, whether it's about Eagles or anything. But that's because we're all going through a lot in this world, and especially with what's been going on the past couple of years. It's been rough, man. So definitely reach out if anybody ever needs a friend. Always here for you. So I love that, Dylan. That was good on you, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Julio says, same thing happened out here, a kid in my high school, my condolences. So, yeah, I, I, I do remember coming across this story, and Dylan, thanks for bringing that up because it is true. Mental health awareness is the one big thing that everyone is going through, not just men and women. I mean, everybody. And it is a, probably the worst and toughest that we've ever seen here in our history. So hopefully things get better. Hopefully people over in D.C. will start waking up to realization that we need to make some better positive changes in order for us to do much better things as a society. So uh, let's hope for that. But uh, Nick, also, before I let you go as well here, uh, you are about to kick your season back off again, aren't you, as far as the school? Uh, yeah, so I just started class yesterday. I, um, I'll be working the Clemson basketball game Saturday night, and I got a track meet tomorrow and track meet Saturday. So I'm super excited. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's internship season, baby. Time to time to start applying. It's time to start doing interviews. I got my first one next Tuesday. So super Lunch. excited. Get it. Just, make, just make sure you take down the Nets thing. That, that might help. Hey, you know, hey, 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 hey. Go Nets. Go Nets. We, we like the Nets here. Go nowhere, Nets. And for our first, <laughs> before I get the, before I get our, our scores here, because I know I, on Sunday I will be out there at the tailgate party. So unfortunately I won't be able to put my score up there unless someone out able to find some good signal out there. But uh, I want to say as far as Jen, please let the people know exactly where they can find you as well in your content. Yeah, so you can find me on at Jennifer McGraw underscore on all social media and um I'm also, as, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, I'm the Eagles columnist for Sports Talk Philly, as well as picked up a new gig with the Philadelphia Sports Network earlier today, well, yesterday, today-ish. So you can find a lot of my content on there. 
And um, yeah, thank you again for having me on the show. I also want to say too that my um, Instagram, Twitter, whatever DMs are always open in case anybody needs to chat about anything. I too am a huge mental health advocate and any way that I can, I can help any way I can make somebody smile. I'm, I'm always here for. It's good to know. There's always, there's listen, someone always needs a listening ear. I don't care if someone walks by and just says the word hello, that can mean a lot to somebody. So by all means, always reach out to someone and always at least watch for signs that are out there that most people tend to neglect. So let's just hope that people are able to at least seek the help that they want. Um, but I will get here. I guess the final scores here for Sunday. I'll start out with you there, Jimmy, at the bottom square. Whew, uh, I think, you know, with that rain, it's going to be a sloppy one, but I think we'll still get some points. Um, if it weren't so sloppy, I'd say I'd love to see a shootout between the two, but I don't know if I could deal with another Super Bowl where I'm going to have a heart attack, you know? So <laughs> we're going, you know, I, I meant to say, like in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Right. I don't like that. Uh, I would love to see us go out, punch him in the mouth right away and try to slow them down. It's going to be hard to do that, but 26th rushing attack, right? So if it's raining, they're, they're going to have a little bit of trouble. Fournette coming back from injury. I think we can get on top of them. Let's go 24-18 birds. Okay. Julio says 28-20. That's not a bad score either by Julio. So, uh, young Nick, I will go with you. All right. I don't like doing scores because I feel like guessing scores is probably the hardest thing to do in life is, is guess scores. So. I'd rather do econometrics than guess scores. Um, but Tampa Bay is uh, eight and a half point favorites. I'm going to take them to cover and I'm going to take them to win. So Tampa by over nine. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> don't bet too much. Dylan. <clears throat> so I got to go 24, 13. Go birds. I'm just Eagles. kidding. No, 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 yeah. no. No, I have to take that back. I can't bet, bet against my guy, Tom Brady, even <laughs> though tongue. it is going to be raining Bite and all tongue. that. 11-point victory for the Bucks. 24-13. Give me the dub here in Tampa Bay, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week for the, uh, the home playoff game here in Tampa, and you guys are well, more than welcome to be invited to it. Hmm. Oh boy. Uh big out, you can go ahead and, and fire your shots that way if you want to. Uh, I, I think I said enough on that one. I'm not gonna pick <laughs> on too much more. So my question is, do you want me to pick with my green glasses on or my green glasses off? Green glasses on. off. Come on. <laughs> off Put them off, please. Come on. Listen, come on, Al. Put them off. I'm gonna go with Nick. Calling uh, guessing scores the games is, is yeah, it's it's a shot in the dark. Uh if it was easy, we'd all be sports betters and making a ton of money. Uh, it is going up and down, looking left and right. This thing can go either way. If the weather is what they're expecting, this game could be a lot closer. So if you're looking at the spread, I take the Eagles all the way with it's eight and a half. Now, um, if everything is, is nice and sunshiny out there, it's going to be a tough game and it's going to come down to it. But I think Tampa Bay is going to end up squeaking this one out. Uh, that's just, I know. And I'm an Eagles fan. I just, it's just, you told me to make a pick based on what I'm saying, and it's 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 hard. But if it listen, if this weather comes out like it is, it's anybody's game. That's true, Jen. I'll go with you. You can follow that one up there, BL. All right. Well, a um, couple of things I actually want to see this weekend from the birds. I mean, we touched on it earlier with Eagles defense. I want to see Fletcher Cox have himself a game. Um, in the Super Bowl, obviously, BG was the man with that strip sack. I want to see Fletcher Cox do the same thing because he's just been kind of underwhelming this season. And I just I think now now is the, the best time for him to really uh, 
give give Tom Brady a, a nice a nice hug, a, a nice goodbye to playoffs. Mm. So um, I'm gonna go. That being said, I'm gonna go with 28-24 Eagles. I I have very high hopes that the Eagles are gonna come out with this win. A nice right. hug. I like that. Booch. Well, since I'll be hosting the show on Sunday, and you're down in Rage, I will hold my prediction until Sunday during the pregame with Maddie Rogers, who's going right. to be coming on and hosting with me. I'll right, just take well, this pick for him. He said Eagles. Three to three. We're tied up, Angel. You got to break it. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, I, I think it comes down to a late field goal, but I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I do see in the 20s, but I would say the Eagles end up pulling this one off, 27-24 there, and pretty much a nail-biter towards the very end because we know that both of these teams are second-half teams this season. So anything can happen. But since, Dylan, since you want to bring up the Pro Bowl up there, I have an absolute gorgeous chant that you might hear along with that Go Birds one. So pay attention to this one because it might be a lesson learned. So just uh, just for the hat there. So to leave that off, and with oh, one more comment coming in here before we end up taking it all the way, as who says Eagles, and uh, finish up with that one here. But as I said, we hope that it be nothing but dreams and nightmares when it comes to our birds over there at Ray J Stadium. So I will leave you guys with this before we sign off. With everyone else, enjoy the game if you're going. Uh, there might be a surprise show down there from Tampa Joe's. So you might see me up there uh, or down there Saturday with a surprise stream. I will let you guys know. I'll post it up there to make sure. But uh, with that being said, let's get into a little bit of Meek Mills here to end the show. What the-